Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Iran Blog Talk Radio Show with your host, Minister Amber. And you're listening to it on the Win Network. Yes, that's right, Win Network. Together, we win. They do. Radio show. Me, I am Minister Annie Bell, your host and the creator of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. Now, this show is an outreach of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. We are endeavoring to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as providing awareness, prevention, and resources to the community. I am ultra extra excited tonight because this is our first team forum and it's exciting when we can get the next generation together and talk about and be candid about what is going on uh, the issues that they actually have to face every day so I am so 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 excited and pumped now this forum was created to provide that platform for our youth for positive expression and candid discussion about issues surrounding our future generation. To help me today is my co-host, Najeda Williams, who is a recording artist and an anti-bullying advocate who who is also a teen. Isn't that fabulous? Welcome, Najeda. Everybody doing all right, sir? Yes, we're doing fabulous, and um, I've had to turn on everybody's mic. I'm sorry. Now, uh, going forward, we also have a wonderful panel of uh, teens who are going to help us talk about some of these issues and bring some depth and some breadth to our conversation. So, Najeda, do you want to go ahead and do the honors and kick off the show with the first question? I sure will. So, Eric, I want to know where you're from, what city, what city you're repping, and what's your favorite after after school activity. Um, I'm Eric, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, my favorite after school activity is basketball. Uh, 
Georgia, and my favorite after school activity is to box. Okay, that's not bad. So, did DeAndre, you say box? Like boxing? Yeah, yeah she liked to box. Yes. What? Go ahead now, stuff. So, DeAndre, where are you from, and what's your favorite after school activity? <clears throat> well, I'm DeAndre, and I reside in the city of Toonsboro, Georgia. And my favorite after-school activity is basketball. So, Ella, where, where are you from? And what city are you repping? And what's your favorite after-school activity? <laughs> I'm from, actually, I'm from Tucson, Arizona. Um, I live in Atlanta, more east. And uh, my favorite after-school activity would have to be dancing. Not bad. Great panel. Wonderful. Um, Now, the first thing we're going to do is a teen IQ test. Now, this is more so for the listeners, the adults, um, as we talk about uh, the the couple of things that we're going to talk about. But please take note as to what you know when I ask these when we ask these questions because at the end I would like you to go on our website and go on our Facebook page and give us your score how many items did you get right or were you able to figure out the first one now um, my panel of teens what I'm going to do is throw out a word and then I just want you to tell me what it means okay the first word is PAP or P-A-P Let's start out with Zahira. Okay. Well, when it comes to Pat, P-A-P, I have two answers. It is either Pat, which is a Pat smear, and it's like to check if you've got cervical cancer, or it's the slang word for post a picture. Ding, 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 ding. It's the second one that I was talking about. Uh, okay. Very good. How about how about you, Eric? Do you um what do you what do you know about uh, P-A-P? Uh, when it comes to PAP, um, it's usually referred to as um, post a picture. Very and like good. I've heard, I've heard good. it referred to as the uh, mm-hmm. cervical cancer, but mostly yeah. as post a picture. Yeah, yeah. When I first saw that, I'm thinking, oh, the first time I saw it, I thought, pap smear, but it's not. Um, when we're talking in this uh, arena, yes, definitely the post a pic. Now, um, did you did you know the same thing, Najada, that that's what it meant? Yes, ma'am, I actually did. I usually use it in a hashtag, like hashtag Pap on me campaign, uh-huh. and like on Instagram. So I knew it, I knew what it kind of meant for a little minute. Okay. It's something that hit the, somebody's eye quick. Yeah, yeah. How about you, DeAndre? <clears throat> well, I'm not going to lie. I'm not particularly sure about acronyms. I mean, I'm fond of LOL and 
Um, what would be another one? Um, LMS, which is like my status, but acronyms are not my strong suit. Okay, that's all right. Now, what about you, Ella? What you know about PAP? When I first heard PAP, um, I thought about like a pap smear. I was like, um, that doesn't really relate to any of this, but okay. <laughs> um, I didn't even know I meant post a picture. Um, I've seen it before, like everywhere, but I didn't really know what that meant. Mhm. Yeah. You know, and so, there's some, yeah, that was kind of new. And there's some great pictures that people are posting. And uh, great things with our camera phone. I just love it. I just love our camera phones. But one of the things, uh, what are some of the things that we shouldn't be posting? Ella, since we talked about that. Things that we shouldn't be posting are, like, maybe provocative images. And because we're still teenagers, that's, I mean, even in your adulthood, you don't need to be posting provocative images. Because maybe when you're older, you might regret that. But, like, provocative images, things such as nudity and or, like, drugs, or something just inappropriate such as calling somebody out of their name or a fight online, things like that that shouldn't be posted. Girl, you hit that right on the head. That's wonderful. Jada, did you um, want to add something? I think we shouldn't be posting negativity around like on our race. Like I hate when I get online or on social media and I see that some like black people will say something about a white person. Cause I feel like we're all the same. We just might be a different color, but I feel like we're all under God. So it shouldn't be a race thing. It should just be like, we can respect a, a respect thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a human race, not just one specific right. race. Right. Now, was right. there someone else who wanted to say something about posting a pic? I thought I heard. Was it DeAndre? Were you trying to say something? Oh, no, ma'am. I was just okay. agreeing with what. The... Okay. I heard somebody wanted to say something. Was that you, Zihara? Yes. Okay. Okay, so a lot of times how I put it, I would say anything I don't want my grandmother or parents to see, I wouldn't post. Like anything That's good. that would keep That's from good. getting a good job, I wouldn't post. That's how I would put it in my career. That's good. Now, y'all have really given some great answers and very, very uh, thoughtful answers. And you're right. Pictures that you don't want your grandma, your mom, or Jesus to see, you might not want to post them. Um, and we also know that there are so many predators online and, of course, job application, college applications, they now go to social media to take a look at what type of, and they look at that to see what type of person uh, you are. And so I love what you're saying, Najeda, about, you know, don't post anything negative, and all of you are saying don't put anything provocative, nothing, no nudity. So, Najeda, you want to ask the next uh, question? Yes, ma'am, sure will. So, DeAndre, can you tell me, like, what is bullying? Like, what is your perspective of bullying when you hear bullying? When I hear bullying, the first thing I think is unwanted aggression, which is hitting on another. But that's just one type of bullying, which is physical bullying. You have another type, which is cyberbullying, and you have another type, which is verbal bullying, which all comes together, which is not good at all, neither one of them. But you can you see it every day, and at my school, 
most kids do not pay attention to what's going on because there's this thing called, we call it zoning, and it's picking on one another, and it's just a back-and-forth argument. Your mama looks like, your mama looks like, and it's just back-and-forth. So when someone is actually getting bullied, it tends to, like, be blind in our eyes because we do so much of picking on each other. But it's like, it's not of, like, I pick on someone I don't know as far as I pick on someone that I know. So it's like friendly argumentation. But right. we see someone that we do not know picking on someone that we, another person we don't know, it tends to be blind in our eyesight that that's bullying because we tend to pick on each other so much. So that's my perspective on bullying. That was one of the best answers I've heard yet. And I haven't even heard from anybody else, but that was pretty good. So I'm going to go to Zahira. What is your perspective of bullying? Like when you hear it, how do you take it? Well, I've been bullied before, so I can talk from, like, being bullied perspective and what I've seen, like, my own friends go through when it comes from bullying because when I'm in school, I'm in the group, the nerdy group, the group that doesn't say anything, the group that just gets their work done, and, and the weird, awkward, geeky group. So everybody automatically were a target, and they'll pick on us because we like this type of music, just because we don't like rap or hip-hop, because we might like um, rock and roll or heavy metal. Oh, you're, um, oh, you like that golf style? Oh, you're gay. You're a lesbian. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, you're a Satanist because you don't celebrate Christmas. It's like different things people talk about you. They'll pick on you. Oh, you got an ugly sweater. Oh, you got holes in your sweater. And it hurts a lot. People don't understand how much words actually hurt. That's right. That's true. That's very true. In middle school, I used to get bullied a lot up to the ninth grade, and then I finally hit a, what people call a glow, and then it started to dial down, and I seen some of my friends get bullied. So I had to step in and take care of them to make sure, like, everybody's going to go through that state. I don't care how popular you think you are or what you think you are doing. Everybody gets bullied. You, it might be everybody has a different meaning of bullying. So I'm going to go on to Eric. Eric, what do you think about bullying? Uh, when it comes to bullying, um like, I mean, I've been bullied before, and, I mean, it's always, like, with people older than me, taller than me, and before it was, like, because, I mean, I wasn't always, like, the tallest kid or the strongest kid, and, like, I was, like, this short, chubby kid that everybody used to try to pick on, and after a while, it's, like, I mean, people started looking at me a different way once they saw me more in athletics and, like, what I was doing around the school, and I was, like, seeing people get bullied. It's, like, my tolerance level gets, like, to a certain like to a certain level before I had to like say something about it or do something about it. Right. Mhm. Ella Ella, what do you think about bullying? How do you like like when you hear it or when you see it, how do you feel about it? Like the other people, I and I can speak from experience because I've been bullied before when I went to brick and mortar school. Um, I was the kid who was I was the short little nerdy girl with with pigtails and glasses and wore suspenders, the shortest one. I was always bouncing everywhere, shouting the answers. Well, I was like, but yeah, I know that. Like over here, I was always put in the the weird quote unquote group where all the the less accepted kids were. And so 
they got picked on. I got picked on a lot, actually, from one particular girl. And she used to pick on me daily for no reason. She would push me in the bathroom. It's bullying. It's, it's more than what parents seem. Parents see it. Because when I think of bullying, it, it gets physical at points. And sometimes those words, they can hurt. And all, words can hurt all the time. But when it gets physical, parents don't. That's when they start to take notice. Right. Yeah. And you know what? You guys all gave some wonderful answers. And um, DeAndre, you bringing up the cyber bullying, the verbal bullying, of course, Ella bringing up the physical bullying. And all of it is very painful. And that's why you see so many kids, uh, teenagers, and even preteens who kill themselves because they don't know how to handle it. And what I would like y'all to think about is what could you do going back to school tomorrow and the rest of the year? What could you do to help them, who those who are being bullied, and even those who are bullying? Because sometimes the one that's bullying has some issues at home. They may be being abused or going through something as well. So I just want to think, you know, and ask y'all to think about that. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back in about a minute and a half. Everybody stay tuned. Keep your cheeks in the seat. I'll be right back. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right. $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. Welcome back to I Rain Blog Talk Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Yes, yes. Welcome back, everybody. Now we are uh, just taking this is our first commercial break, and we are right now with uh, the Teen Forum on the Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. We are powered by We Inspire Network Radio, and I am your host, Minister Annie Bell. Now, if you're interested in sponsoring a show or advertising on our shows, please contact our marketing department at 201-477-0469. Again, we are back with our superb panel of guests who make up the teen population of our country, and my co-host is Najeda Williams. So welcome back, everybody. Now, my question, uh, the, the next question that I have is, has anyone witnessed boyfriend, girlfriend abuse. Now, we call it domestic violence for those who are in the adult arena, but what have you heard about that, Eric, 
from Pittsburgh? Um, now I'm in Pittsburgh. I honestly don't see a lot of it. Like around our school, like I'll see a boyfriend or girl, like girlfriend, like play around, like hitting each other, playing around. But I never see like anything escalate like to a very violent situation between a boy and a girl. I am glad to hear that, to be very honest. I'm glad that you did not see that. How about you, DeAndre? Do you see any of that going on in your school? Uh, Like Eric said, not much. I have heard of it at the school. I didn't witness it. I didn't witness it, but I did hear about a situation that happened where um, uh, the girlfriend was spit on and she retaliated, which... I mean, retaliation after you've been spit on is kind of like a reaction. So, but other than that, boyfriend and girlfriend abuse, no, nah, not really. Okay. Again, good to hear. How about you, Ella? Um, as far as uh, boyfriend girlfriend abuse, I haven't seen it personally. Um, I don't see it a lot in Atlanta, but you know, that's probably because mainly it goes behind closed doors or in schools. And I am not in a public school, so I. I'm not um, introduced or I don't see a lot of that when I do see mm-hmm. a couple. It's usually just playful or not even that, but I have heard on the news of domestic violence, like of actual like murders of domestic mm-hmm. violence of young teens and that of that such. Yes, yes. And uh, how about you, Zahira? I've never seen, like, boyfriend or girlfriend abuse in, like, the teen area, but I've seen it, like, an adult, and I've seen, like, verbal abuse to, like, boyfriend and girlfriend and things like that in public while I'm at work and things like that, but never in the teen well, area. That is good. Do you think that boyfriend and girlfriend should be hitting each other, Zahira? No. Absolutely no. not. That's I the right think, answer. No. No. I don't think no, that they no, should. No, no, no. Amen, amen. And really, boyfriend, girlfriend, whether you're teenagers, whether you're boyfriend, girlfriend, y'all are adults, married couples, we know that domestic violence is not uh, a good thing. And uh, it shouldn't be happening. You know, uh, domestic violence goes into physical and even verbal, just like the bullying. It's almost like the bullying taken into a uh, relationship, isn't it? So I'm glad... Yeah, I'm glad that none of y'all have seen that and um, have witnessed it. Definitely, I'm so glad that you are not uh, witnessing it for yourself. If you know someone who is or you suspect they are, I'm going to give y'all some numbers that you can uh, maybe pass out and uh, give to them so that they can find some help. Now, Najeda, you want to go ahead and ask the next one? Um, sure will. So, Zahira, what what do you think trail mix is, like form party? Have you ever heard of the term trail Yes, I have. A trail mix party is basically when you have, like, a bowl. You Like, say you have a punch bowl or something, you put a whole bunch of, like, drugs in there. Because I've seen a lot on social media. I've heard about it in parties. Like, they put, like, a whole bunch of, like, cough syrup and all that type of stuff in the punch, and they drink it. Okay. What about you, Derek? Um, yeah, I actually have heard of a trail mix. 
um, like, like, and I mean, not really in my like group of friends, um, but like I've heard extensions of other kids over here like talking about, oh, did you guys take that punch the other day or something? And it's like um, I hear about it like a lot, but I've never like personally like seen it or been around it. Wow. Try to come to a trail mix party or anything like that in that source. I'm sorry, can you repeat it? I said, have you ever heard anybody ask for I can't go in the room. I can't go and I'm sorry, I'm going I'm to interject real quick. There's somebody with uh, some background noise. If y'all could go somewhere a bit more quiet. And Najeda, could you ask that question to Eric one more time? Yes, ma'am. DeAndre, have you ever heard of somebody ask you, do you want to go to a, like a trail mix party or a forum party? Uh, no, because most of the people that I surround myself with, that would be just outrageous. For us to even thinking about think about doing or going to something, you're talking about drugs on drugs mixing together in one bowl, and you pull it out and don't know what's gonna come out of it, and you don't know what you're taking, and you don't know what the risk is when it's in your body, and you don't know what the outcome could be. It could even be death. It could be it could be life changing. So no, I've never been invited to a phone party or thought about it. And before I go to the next person, I'm going to piggyback off what you said. Because when I be at school, I have people that I know but, like, not associate myself with that come to school highest ever in this life. Their eyes are real droopy because they went to, like, a trail mm-hmm. part. And they just mm-hmm. be, like, thrown in class, and I just be like, you need to get help. But they don't want to see help. And I've actually said something one time, but it still didn't work because they still come to school like that every day. So once you once you hit a certain age, you really, like, you, you, you should be a – Old enough to know how to handle yourself. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna ask you, Ella, how do you feel about the trail mix party, or have any? You know what that means, or what? Yes, I do. Um, I've seen like even on TV shows like The Fosters and um, Trail Mix or a Farm Party, also known as like a Pill Party. I've seen those where, as the hero said, um, it's basically a punch bowl, and most people it may not even be serious drugs. Maybe it's just ibuprofen or some other over-the-counter drug, but you take them, and it can be dangerous at times. And um, farm parties and pill parties, they're they're not okay, and they're often found at, like, raves or secret parties, underground. Not many people know about them, but those who do, they know what they're there for and what's going to be happening. Right. That was a good answer. Wow, it's it's really good. And I was I was when I heard about it, I was pretty shocked because when I found out that people were just bringing whatever drugs they find and they just put it in this punch bowl, and other people just come and grab it and not even know what it is, whether you're going to have an allergic reaction or, uh, like somebody said, that you know, cause some some severe side effects and uh, overdosing. So uh, I was pretty shocked when I heard about it. Right. Well, uh, we're going to go to the next question, and we may have to break this up because there's about three minutes, and then we'll come back for the others that we may have missed. But Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. <laughs> now, 
Do you know, um, DeAndre, what is Netflix and chill really about? <laughs> All right, the term Netflix and chill is not what it says as a title. It's nothing like that. From my knowledge, basically where you invite either your girlfriend, boyfriend over, watch Netflix supposedly, and then it leads into basically intercourse or things of that nature. What? (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's like, it's called Netflix and chill, but that is is not interpreted as that at all. That's right. Mhm. That's that's right. Uh, Najeda, what what do you know about Netflix and Shield, man? What do you know about it? Well, I don't know nothing about it, but I've heard it through the street, not like literally oh, I see. street, like mm-hmm. through school. What what they interpret, like what they mean by Netflix and Shield is basically what he said. Like you invite somebody over, just y'all two, and lights are out, and y'all watching TV. Ain't nobody eating, but it turns into something else that was pertained to be watching movies and chilling. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. What about you, Eric? What what have you heard? Um, basically what everybody said. Um, mm-hmm. it, it starts out as uh, you, your boyfriend, girlfriend, watching a movie, supposedly, and then I guess the the scenery just gets intimate and it leads to another thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it here? You, you pretty much say the same thing? Yeah, I say the same thing. It's just like now, now that it's so big and stuff like that, they don't even put the movie on more. They just get like straight to it. So. Lord, Lord, today, as my as my dad used to say, Lord, today. Now, you know, I'm gonna tell you, we were my daughter. She's she's not a teen yet, and she heard this, I guess, on something on YouTube, and she was walking around saying it, Netflix and chill. And then when I found out what it was really about the other day, I was like, oh, my gosh, what in the world? <laughs> so I had to definitely put that in there because I know I'm not the only uh, adult who thought Netflix and chill meant get some popcorn, put on your favorite flick, <laughs> and chill. <laughs> not, not to get yeah, busy. Was, so was... I am so glad that I never said that anywhere else, you know, and thinking that it meant something else. Um, We have worked ourselves right into our second break. So everybody, please stay put. We'll be right back. Y'all are a fantastic panel. Hold on, okay? Sadly, today, most of us know at least one person that suffers from addiction or substance abuse. Addiction does not discriminate. No age, gender, race, or classes of people are immune to the horrors of addiction. This epidemic has ruined families, claimed lives, and left loved ones devastated. Over 100 people die from overdoses daily, and over 20 million Americans suffer from some form of addiction. For this reason, author Lloyd H. Bell Jr. has written the book Clean and Serene. The author is an addictions counselor and recovering addict of over 13 years. He knows and has firsthand experience of being caught in the grips of addiction. Clean and Serene provides experience, strength, and hope for the still-suffering addict. It can also be used as a tool in recovery. 
Whether it is used in a group setting or individually, this book was written to assist in the recovery process and encourage integrating inspirational, encouraging, and challenging scriptures the author has provided, a resource that is sure to change lives. If you or someone you know is battling with addiction, this book is for you. If you are in recovery, this is a great resource to add to your toolbox. If you are a group leader or addictions counselor, this is an awesome book for group therapy. Clean and Serene. Scriptural Meditations for Recovery is available nationwide in both ebook and print. Get your copy or a copy for some you know today from Amazon or Barnes & Noble Bookstore. For less than $10, you can potentially change the life of someone currently paying the high cost of living with an addiction. Welcome back to I Rain Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Yes, what he said. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to iRain Blog Talk Radio Show, powered by We Inspire Network, and I am your host, Minister Annie Bell. Again, uh, we are one of the outreaches of Wealth Management Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization where we, where we endeavor to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor through the teaching of financial literacy and Christian counseling. We are back again with our wonderful group of teens who are just being candid and real about what is going on, the things that they are seeing on a daily basis. My co-host, Najeda Williams, is doing a fantastic job of co-hosting with me and uh, facilitating this panel. So welcome back, everyone. Najeda, go ahead and ask the next uh, the last question that of, of this round of the teen IQ test. So, DeAndre, like, when you in school, right, and you hear the word, when somebody say, oh, she a thought, or he gets around, he a thought, what do you think about that word? <laughs> well, in my school, when you hear the word thought, it basically means that, oh, she's easy to get with, and she's uh, basically a hoe and a slut or whatever you want to call it. She's very easy to get with, doesn't take anything at all. She has no standards. Basically, she's a thought. And at my school, that's what a thought is. Right. And when I be around, I hear that word a lot. It's used more than kids using regular English in class. So when I hear that word, I just be like, okay. But sometimes people take it out of proportion with thought is. Like when you in a relationship and you get out of one just to go to another, that don't mean you're directly a thought. That just means that maybe you wasn't feeling that last relationship. And I think people take it out of proportion with thought means. So like, Eric, what do you think? Uh, when it comes to thought, um, just like DeAndre said, they, people were saying, I mean, that girl over there, yeah, everybody talked to her or like everybody got with her. Um and I mean, I like I don't use that term because I mean it's I mean it's disrespectful because people see it as like I mean it's true that's how she is, but I mean nobody really thinks about how it affects the other person. So well, I try not I try not to use it. Mm-hmm. Zahira, when, yeah, Zahira, when you hear the word I around, like how how does that take you? What you being a female? You see what I'm saying? 
it is okay. Like they said, for that means that hole is there. And a lot of times it's disrespectful because a lot of times when they, the girls, as they call in the thought, isn't really a hoe. They just say that because the rumor started because somebody dislikes her or because mm. somebody's jealous of her and they just want to yeah. get back at her. So then a rumor starts. And then all of a sudden, she's caught a stop, and really, she's a virgin. She hasn't even done anything. Wow. Right. Right. So, Ella, what do you think about it? How do you feel about the word thought? Ella? Uh, okay. Ella, you there? Yes, I am. Sorry. What do you hear? What, when you hear the word thought? When I first heard of the term thought, it was an acronym for that hoe over there. And now, I mean, that's what it is, basically, um, when it's used every day. Um, a thought is it's a slang term. It really is. And thought may be, they'll call anyone a thought who may wear revealing clothes or maybe doesn't have as high standards as you may think they need to have. Maybe they'll they'll talk to other boys or multiple boys or whomever, whatever gender, as multiple times, and they'll be called a thought. Or maybe they'll be called a thought because you wouldn't be with them, you wouldn't get with them. It's a wide, it's a very general term for the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. And I thought thought meant thought, you know, I thought I had a burger yesterday. No, but it wasn't. This is completely different. And um, and you know what bothers me, too, is that when, not that I want anyone to be promiscuous, but when boys or men are promiscuous, there aren't any uh, names we call men or boys, you know, but there are these names that are called to girls, and I think that's bullying to some degree. What y'all think? Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. Yes. Whoever whoever said that. I agree. Okay. There's there's a word that we use for boys. <laughs> um, I'm not sure you ever heard of it. It's called an f boy. Uh, oh, they, really? That's what they. <laughs> yes, that's what they call guys. <laughs> We have I didn't, other girls I didn't uh, has made a word for guys like that. Okay. Well, g- that's good. I mean, not that, good that these boys that are out word. there doing that. <laughs> but to say that, hey. That word is generally used for um, those who want one thing out of a girl. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I heard- and, and may I add something as well? Sure. Um, I've heard the term of an F boy, and it actually has its own song. I mean, I've heard it. It's called the F boy anthem. I've heard it. I have too. <laughs> I've heard like, it too. It's like what is the anthem? Bottom. You don't want to hear it. Oh, you, yeah, is you it don't. Bad? Oh, yeah, no, you don't want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> I'm a- I'm gonna take your word for that. I'm gonna take take your word for that. Um, I got a seek. I got an extra credit question, and y'all didn't know about this one, so 
So just an extra credit for everybody who, especially all the adults who may have missed all these other questions. But the um, there is a secret e- emoji out there called KPC. Don't y'all try to act clueless now. What does KPC mean? Let's start with uh, uh, Eric. Um, KPC, you said? Yeah, it's an emoji. Oh, um, I mean, I've never heard that term used. You haven't? No. no. Oh, well, what does the acronym KPC mean? You don't know? Okay, well, how about, how about in the data? Um, to be honest, I never heard of a KPC emoji, but I was thinking, like, something like a lemon or something like, <laughs> something for a female's body, like, of a body part <laughs> or something like that. Uh-huh. No, you know, not quite right. But but there, I understand there are secret emojis out there, and I think I uh, put blended them together. But basically, just on KPC, what does um, KPC mean? How about you, DeAndre? Um, never heard of it, really. Never. Okay. Never. Well, heard I'm of a, it. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and give you all the answer. That means to keep parents clueless. I'm glad that you guys don't know what that means because you're not trying to keep it. I did not know what that means. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, that's a good thing, a good thing. Um, gosh, that was a little fun game. I appreciate y'all playing that game. Uh, I do want to ask you this question, and then right before we go into our last break, and what have you heard about sex trafficking? Uh, let's go ahead and start with Najeda. Um, well, I heard about sex trafficking when I was in Atlanta one time, and I was actually at Lenox Mall, and I actually seen it coming down Peak Street, and seeing somebody get put in a car, and they just look, you can tell that they're beautiful inside, but on the outside, they just look terrible, like they just been through the struggle and back, and the struggle mm-hmm. and that. It's actually kind of sad, because you have people out there that didn't have no left or right to look at, they just, that's the only thing they knew. So when you hear mm-hmm. sex trafficking, it's more than just sleeping with somebody. It's actually people that had education or things to live for, but they just didn't know how to get that, take that right route. But they mm-hmm. just, that was the only way they do. You see what I'm saying? I do. I do. How about you, DeAndre? What you know about sex trafficking? To piggyback, to piggyback off of Najada with Atlanta, um, I've heard that Atlanta is, like, one of the largest for sex trafficking. And mm-hmm. it's like it's really heartbreaking to know that that's someone's last option to be put on the corner and to be sold off to any and everybody with no say so over what you can do or anything like that. And most of the time, when you hear somebody being sex trafficked, it's because like they have no love at home and they just need to feel love and so these these people that are being sex trafficked are younger so the older get them basically hypnotized into thinking that they love them and then they put them out there for everyone to experience them or whatever they may want them to do and sometimes these younger children are drugged into doing these things so they can be more 
uh, be more like active or be more awake vulnerable. what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, be more vulnerable. Thank you. Who said vulnerable? Ella? Yes, or I Zahira? did. Uh, okay, go ahead, Ella. You you were next on my list, and then Zahira, you're next. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, yeah, I've also heard that Atlanta is a large sex trafficking area, and my brother has even seen it just on the road because he's always on the road. My sisters, everybody is, and they see it all the time. And what I know about it is it's kind of like what everybody else said. It's being sold, and it's girls and guys. Of, it's people of all sorts, and it mainly those who are sold into sex trafficking are don't they don't understand they don't they don't have access to maybe a simple thing like education or maybe their home isn't the greatest it is that's their last thing like um DeAndre I think that's what he said that's their last option for hope or any love quote unquote mhm very good Sahara and then Eric is next. Um, there, I agree with everything they said. Lena is one of the biggest for sex trafficking. And sometimes it's not even a choice for the girls. Like sometimes um, they're drugs. Sometimes girls are kidnapped and don't even know where they are and they're being sex trafficked. Like a lot of girls like are going to school, walking to school, and I don't know where they're. They're like in a different country or a different state and it's sex trafficking. And it's really sad because... I've never heard of men being sex trafficked, but I'm pretty sure it's happening somewhere that little boys are getting kidnapped too, getting sex trafficked, and it's really sad because a lot of times they'll end up getting beaten and dead, found dead somewhere, and their families never mm. see them again. That's right. Good. How about you, Eric? Uh, me personally, like in Pittsburgh, I don't hear a lot about it, but like I've, I have heard like cases of sex trafficking. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I, I feel like, like on top, like on top of the vulnerability and like the drugs and all that, it's sometimes like it's sometimes based on like their 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 home and the environment they're around. Because mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. feel like if they're not loved at home, they can do this, and the person that's I guess like buying them or using them for this like actually cares more about them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys gave some really great answers, and um, you're right. The sex trafficking is something that is happening to boys, girls, men, and women, majority girls and women, and sometimes it's happening even inside of the school. Girls are, they have to leave for lunch instead of going, sitting down and eat lunch. They go and service somebody, and they brought, bring, the trafficker bring them back. So a lot of times these, uh, I don't want to call them kids, but these teens and even preteens are being trafficked right at, at school hours. Some, some of the ways that you can recognize sex trafficking is if you start seeing either expensive clothes and jewelry and money uh, when they normally don't have that, or if you see the other side, if they're all disheveled, they're not bathing, they are incoherent or even start behaving more promiscuously, those are signs. And the reason why I wanted to talk about that today with you all is that if you recognize it, if you see it, and you, you're, maybe there is a thought that uh, perhaps 
or a suspicion that they're uh, they may be being trafficked or even abused, then to speak up. And I'm like I said before the end of the show, I'm going to give you some numbers, and I'm going to go ahead and just I'm going to make an executive decision to skip our last commercial because we this conversation is so good, and I don't want to um, lose the momentum. So let me give you some numbers, uh, and all the listening audience out there, please grab a pen and paper. I'm going to give out some numbers so that, and again, we don't need people to be experts. But if you see something that just doesn't look right, you know, a bit suspicious, just call the number. Let the pros investigate and handle it, okay? So sex trafficking is uh, Polaris is the, uh, the one that's kind of running through and uh, being the charge of uh, uh, advocating for the victims. And that is 1-888-373-7888. And then for child abuse, uh, that's 1-800-4-A-CHILD, and that's 422-4453. Sexual assault, 1-800-656-4673. And then domestic violence, again, boyfriend, girlfriend, spouses, it's 1-800-787-3224. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up is, again, to make sure that everybody is aware, know what they're looking at. And if you uh, see something that is, is out of place, I'm empowering you today in this show to make a call. Now, do I want y'all to jump in and, 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 and try to do things on your own? Definitely not. That's not what I'm advocating. What I am saying is, though, make a phone call, and that phone call could actually save a life. So, again, you guys did really great on that question. Najeda, you want to ask the, the last question? Yes, I will. So, DeAndre, what is one thing you can do to affect a positive change in your school or your local community? <clears throat> one thing I could do is basically show myself as being a positive person, like being showing that I'm committed to the community and Showing that I'm selfish, unselfish, and giving back. And I think that if people see me doing good things in the community, that they will soon follow, especially my peers. Because in in school, you have peer pressure. And most of the time, it's bad peer pressure, which your friends are telling you, oh, do this and do that is good and stuff like that, which is bad for you because your mother and father are telling you something totally different, but everybody in school is telling you something that other than what your parents are telling you. So it's like I want to do what my friends are doing, so you're you're pressured into doing some stuff that you have no business doing. Well, there there's also positive peer pressure, which you can see someone doing something more positive, like – volunteering for the nursing home or volunteering to pick up trash in the community or volunteering to um, clean up the school system. Like, it, it, there's plenty of positive things you can do to show someone other than bad stuff like drugs and sex and all this other stuff we talked about, like bullying. And I have someone to look up to as well, and his name is, Bud Dupree, I don't know if any of y'all know him, 
He's number 48, plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But he's from, he's exactly from where I'm from, which is Toonsville, Georgia. So I can look up to him because he's he's someone that actually finished school and then he went on to go and be, he's, it's, he's like his second year in the NFL. And he's actually doing pretty good for himself. But the thing that I look up to him for is because not only is he doing his thing in the NFL, he comes back and gives back to the community as well. Like we just came off a little party that he threw that because we have a street named after him in Toonsboro, and he has a toy drive. He does riding for a cause, which is he gets a couple of people together on four wheelers. They ride this. Um, they ride to help donate money to a cancer patient, and they have. Um, basketball, charity basketball events where they save up money and raise up money for those patients that need it. And he's like just a, someone that you really can look up to because he's from where I'm from and he's been through what I've been through. He's seen what I've seen. He's been in the same school system that I've been in. He's been in the same seat, the same predicament. And like that's that's someone that can change your community in many ways. So Wow. That's wonderful. Thank you. Gary, what's one thing that you can do to affect a positive change at your school or your local community? Well, I think that first there's, like, a lot of girls who, and, like, boys who have, like, a lot of low self-esteem problems because, like, they think they're overweight or they think they're not perfect based on society because society says you have to be this size. But society says a man can't be emotional or a girl can't be this. So, like, a lot of times I go, like, to different, like, boys and girls club or I go to, like, certain places and I try to, like, help as many girls. Like, when I go to work, I try to help as many girls as I can because there's a lot of girls. I don't know if you live in Atlanta, you know where Old National Highway is. And we're like the old national discount mall. I work there, and it's like a lot of girls, a lot of young girls who's younger than me that have problems with their low self esteem, don't think they're beautiful, or don't think they belong here, or don't think because like they feel this way or they feel that way. And I also still go to um, down, downtown for my church to see the homeless and things like that because like a lot of times they don't have people to help them, they don't have people to show them that they actually care. People just walk on by and don't care about them at all. That's great. What about you? That's good. What about you, Ella? Um, simply being involved, getting more involved, and keeping everyone else involved, like um, going around your school, uh, starting up programs. Like, uh, I went to a mentoring program recently, and I met a lot of girls who grew up kind of um, on the on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> They didn't have, they didn't have the best of life. They didn't have the nicest things, and like the mentoring program, it helped them a lot. They, they, there were breakthroughs, and there was lots of crying and everything. But keeping, keeping everybody involved in something, keeping them away from negative situations. If home is where the negative things happen, then keep them at school. Keep them what? do a lock in, do something at your church. Just stay. Try to bring them away from the negativity wherever that is. So, Ed, what about you? What do you think one thing that you can do to affect a positive change in your school or community? 
me personally, since like I'm more of an athlete, um, I like the local recreational centers like around my neighborhood. I go volunteer for like basketball programs or like any sport really, just just like to to like kind of build relationships with kids in my neighborhood as someone they could like just just like feel like a bond with so they won't have to come out here so they won't feel excluded like everywhere else and in the school it's like um i'm involved with like a lot of programs like uh student council just to like make a friendlier like friendlier environment for the school instead of it's like you come there do your work and leave it's like more like a cooler vibe and it's like everybody can relax and like feel welcomed Very good answers. Um, Wow. I just can't believe I'm sitting in the midst of young emerging leaders. I hear leaders in all of you. I hear entrepreneurialism. I hear um, CEO. I I just hear that in all of you. And I think it is fantastic. So keep doing that. Now, Najeda, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about what you could, what what you're actually doing to uh, effect change. Um. Well, right now, I'm trying to take back the internet. What the internet is used for, like putting my music back out, like bringing positivity. Because right now, social media is getting out of hand, and people are using it for the wrong reasons. Like mm-hmm. Facebook. You- for family and like maybe music and stuff. People are using it for drugs and posting stuff on there now. So I'm just trying to take back what the social media used to be for really promotion of what you're doing in family time. You see what I'm saying? Yes. That's yes, great. Ma'am. Yeah. And uh, don't you have an anti bullying campaign? Yeah, I actually do. I actually, well, I'm going to give you a quick summary because I know we run out of time. I mean, time. Um, I got bullied when I was in middle school. I used to wear 145 pounds, and I'm at 220 right now. And I used to get picked on a lot. So when I got to high school and I finally hit a glow, I started writing music. And me and my dad sat down, and he wrote, helped me write a song for bullying. And it came out in 2015. And ever since then, I have an anti-bullying campaign where I go speak at different schools or whatnot. And now I'm almost done with my EP. It comes out next month called Different Vibes. And it has different songs on there for different people because I know what it felt like to be bullied. And I know how it feels when you look on the Internet, you get picked on. I've, I've been through it. So when people say that can't be you where I'm at now, I'm just like, yeah, that was me. You just don't know what I've been through. So mm-hmm. that's coming out like Different Vibes. And I just hope people get a good feel from it. Yes. Tell us how, one, we can get in touch with you, my listening audience, as well as how they can buy your EP. Okay, well, you can follow me on Instagram at Najada underscore underscore, which is N-A-I-J-A-D-A underscore underscore. Or you can um, add me on Facebook at Najada Versace, because I like Versace, so N-A-I-J-A-D-A and then Versace. Or you can follow me on Twitter at LilSnoop478, and then... You can purchase my EP off Vanilla. Like it's um, a mixtape thing on like an iPhone or whatnot. But I will have it CDs coming out. I'm different schools in Atlanta. So. What I want to know is, do I have a glow? Did I hit a glow? You no, did. I did. Everybody. <laughs> of course. Yes, everybody hits a glow. Like, wait a minute, y'all. Y'all took too long. Um, 
Anyway, listen, thank you so much. You guys were fantastic. I just am so excited about coming together. My applause right there because you guys were just fantastic. Uh, I hope that when we do this again, that maybe you guys are open to coming back on my show. And um, and so I'll be reaching out. But please connect with each other through my Facebook page as well. Now, let me give my wisdom to rain for those, uh, since we're at the wisdom to rain time. In the Bible, it talks about in Isaiah eleven six that a child will lead them. And I believe that we have teens here who are giving us confidence that we're doing the right things. If we continue to do the right things, that we will lead them and they will then in turn lead us. So you guys, I just want to again say that you did fantastic. Now to make a donation or to get in touch with me or my team, please go to www.wealthmngt.org or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I reign stop abuse and abolish sex trafficking. You can also go to my YouTube channel at Irene Blog Talk and become a subscriber so that you will not miss a beat. Repeat after me and everyone, I reclaim my life, I excel at living, I illuminate the dark, I grow in Christ, and I nurture myself and others. Let's reign together with Christ. I'll see you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Good night, everybody.